Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hi, Mighty Mommy here, and I'm ready to share some creative, fresh, and practical parenting tips. I'm your host, Cheryl Butler. As the mom of eight kids, I can honestly tell you that each time I had a newborn baby in my life, I was always intrigued and amazed at how fascinating they were. I would hold the baby for hours and study every little coo and movement, simply getting lost in the miracle of these precious human beings who were so dependent on me for all their needs. Although my oldest is 20 and my youngest is now the worldly age of seven, I am still mesmerized by infants. Today, I have a very special guest joining me, Nicholas Day stay-at-home dad and author of the extraordinary book, Baby Meets World. And we're going to chat all things baby. I enjoyed reading Baby Meets World immensely because Nicholas takes a totally new approach to the subject by drawing on a wealth of perspectives, scientific, historical, cross-cultural, and personal. Baby Meets World is organized around the mundane activities that dominate the life of an infant sucking, smiling, touching, and toddling. From these everyday activities, he weaves together an account that is anything but ordinary. It's a fresh, surprising story, both weird and wondrous, about a baby's first experience of the world. We invite you to spend the next few minutes with us as Mighty Mommy and Nicholas Day chat about the fascinating world of babies. Nicholas, it's great to have you with us today. I have a few questions I'd love to chat about. So let's get started. I love that you, being a dad, wrote this book, and the way you present the information in Baby Meets World is brilliant. How did this book come to be? After my son was born, I had a lot of simple but resoundingly unanswered questions. Most books about babies treat them as problems to be solved, like leaky faucets. Just use this socket wrench and he'll sleep all night. I wanted to read a book that treated babies as the fascinating beings that they actually are. So I wrote it. I don't recommend this, by the way. There's been a lot left out of the baby books, and I wanted to bring that hidden world of infancy into the light. I was especially curious about the things my son Isaiah spent his time doing. Not just doing casually, but doing in an obsessed, semi-compulsive way. Sucking, smiling, touching, toddling. Yet, no one says much about these activities. To everyone but the baby, the most visible parts of infancy are the most overlooked. They shouldn't be. They're fascinating, and they cover a lot of what transpires during infancy. 
how a baby feeds and consoles herself, how she develops emotionally and socially, how she begins participating in her world, and how she learns to explore it. There's way too much happening in infancy to cover all of it, or most of it, or even more than a tiny sliver. This book is built around the idea that if you look deeply at a few things, rather than superficially at many things, you'll end up seeing and knowing a lot more. And you'll end up with some much-needed perspective. The overall theme of the book, and you make your point with such wit and tenderness, seems to be that parents need to learn to calm down. Can you give us some examples of this? I think we all suspect that babies are marvelous beings, even if they are always trying to roll off the bed. The speed and sophistication with which they learn puts us adults to shame. But before I had my son, I didn't expect them to be so resilient, so flexible, so adaptive. Over the years, various people in various places have treated babies in just about every way imaginable. Remarkably, they've managed to survive most of it. And in fact, they're capable of way more than we assume. Babies with machetes. I am not joking. Remember that. Resilient, flexible, adaptive. In an era of anxiety-provoking books, this book is meant to be reassuring. I hope parents emerge from it more skeptical and less worried. As parents, we tend to get trapped in our own obsessions, our own anxieties. Or at least I do. So this book tries to let some fresh air in the room. It does this by holding up a baby very, very carefully, and looking at that baby from a few interweaving perspectives. There's the modern scientific baby, the product of findings coming daily from developmental psychologists and physicians and cognitive scientists. There's the perspective of the many people who don't see babies in this new scientific light, who have kept their traditional folk beliefs, and who therefore understand babies in ways that can seem deeply strange to us. And then there are the many different perspectives of the past. We are often so absorbed in the dogma of the moment that we forget just how recent and contingent that dogma is. So once you see how many different babies there are and have been, and how many different people have insisted that their way of parenting was the only way, that's when any book that claims to have the right way begins to seem a little suspect. The grown-ups in the room have rarely agreed on how babies work, or even on what they need. Isn't that the truth? At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. What were some of the most surprising things you uncovered in your research, Nicholas? I found so many vivid examples from the past when people insisted on things that are completely incomprehensible to us today. Not just incomprehensible, nonsensical. There's thumb-sucking, for instance. 
It was my initial research into thumbsucking that led to writing this book. Its history is so gothic, so bizarre. A century ago, thumbsucking was seen as a very serious problem. If your child was sucking his finger, you were supposed to do everything in your power to get him to stop. You were supposed to pin his nightgown sleeves to the mattress. You were supposed to coat his hands with noxious solutions. You were supposed to cover his hands entirely. It was a really, really big deal. Childcare manuals went into hysterical fits on the subject. And today, who worries about thumbsucking in infancy? Right, not you. And then there's touching. At about the same time that people were throwing fits over thumbsucking, parents were advised to avoid touching their baby too much, if at all. This is scarcely an exaggeration. Too much touching was thought to lead to deadly infections and to coddled children of poor character. Even kissing was discouraged. There are many serious objections to kissing infants, the premier pediatrician of the day wrote. Or there's this. The problem with touching, according to the psychologist John Watson, is that, quote, love reactions soon dominate the child. And this was a problem. Today, of course, we worry that we are not touching our children enough. We are taught to prize skin-to-skin contact. But years ago, the anxiety was precisely the opposite. Parents and experts would have been horrified by skin-to-skin contact. Now that we have a sense of how generations before us handled some of these supposed worrisome behaviors, what do you feel still causes us to panic unnecessarily about our babies today? The lesson from all this is that maybe, just maybe, we should all calm down. For a lot of the past, parents have freaked out about things that turned to be worth exactly, let's do the math here, zero zero amount of worrying. Of course, we can't see ourselves clearly. It is only parents years from now who will be able to look back and say, they were worrying about that? In Baby Meets World, there are a few things that I suggest are really not worth worrying about. Here's an example. Crawling. About a hundred years after the psychologist Arnold Gazelle enshrined crawling as a key developmental step, it remains there. If your child never crawled or isn't crawling, I promise you that eventually someone at the playground will tell you that this is a problem. It isn't. There's historical and cross-cultural evidence. For many years, and even today in many places, parents discouraged crawling or made it effectively impossible. They picked up infants who crawled, they dressed them in cumbersome clothing, and then there's scientific evidence, or lack thereof. There are simply no studies that link not crawling to any sort of future developmental problems. Many people will tell you, vaguely, that crawling knits together the hemispheres of the brain, or that it forges crucial neural linkages. But there's simply no evidence to support this. Children move from slithering helplessly on the floor, to walking, to jumping, to skipping, in a whole wondrous variety of ways. Crawling is the most popular route, but it is by no means the only path to take. Scooting, slithering, log rolling, bear crawling, all these work too, and without any lifelong consequences. So relax, and relish how wonderful, how hysterical that commando crawl is. Nicholas, thanks so much for joining us today in sharing such fun and insightful info on babies. For more information, or to order your own copy of Baby Meets World, visit the author's website at www.nicholasday.net. Are you enthralled with the amazing life of infants? 
Share your thoughts in the comments section or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Mighty Mommy or email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash QDT. You can visit the Mighty Mommy page at quickanddirtytips.com to read a transcript of this show. This is episode number 230 and is called Mighty Mommy and Nicholas Day Discuss Amazing Infants. Enjoy those precious newborns, and until next time, happy parenting! At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.